the IBM Z applications and runtime podcasts. Your place to get the news, trends and direction for mainframe runtimes and environments. Hello and welcome to our sixth podcast in the Application Platform Talk series. This is where we talk to experts who will talk about topics to do with the runtimes or application platforms, runtimes like Kix and IMS. I don't do this by myself. I'm aided and abetted by Toby Leischer from Germany. Toby, thank you for joining today. A pleasure as usual. Hello, Nick. And today we're turning our attention to the IMS runtime and specifically the application transformation for a hybrid cloud and, and modernization. So today we've got a couple of experts from across the ocean. We've got Haley Fung and Deepak Kohli. So Haley, Deepak, thank you for joining us and giving us time today. Thank you for having us, Nick. Thank you. Hello. Hi. So first of all, why don't you just introduce yourselves and, and give us a bit of background of how you came to first join IMS and, and IBM? Sure, I'll go ahead and start. Um, so my name is Haley Fong, and I'm one of the product manager in IMS. Um, I first joined IMS uh, many years ago. Uh, this is actually my first job after after I finished my college. And I remember that when I uh, first had my interview uh, in the IBM lab, and I found it really interesting because they talk about mainframe, which is something that I you know haven't heard about. Um, but they talk also talk about like new modern technologies, which is Java at the time. And so I got really interested in, and has a, has a successful interview. Um, so that's how I joined IBM and landed on the you know mainframe space. And so what is it you do today then? Yeah, so today actually I've been doing a lot of development work since then. Uh, and my focus area, or I would say my passion is always in the modernization uh, per se. Um, so it's really exciting to see, you know, how many of our customers, right, they are building essential application like banking application to support everyone's day-to-day -day life, like, you know, getting money from an ATM machine. And so we actually build a solution to help our customers Uh, to be able to leverage existing investment and uh, using new technologies so that the application, right, the investment continue to grow. And so the more and more I do a development work and I start working really closing, closely with our customers uh, in terms of helping them to identify a solution that they can do modernization. And that's how I landed in the product manager job. So a few years ago, I want to continue my passion, right? Working really closely with our customer, uh, setting kind of like the product directions of IMS, how we can continue to innovate and modernize. And so here I am, and I'm one of the product manager, uh, focusing on the modernization area like API, you know, DevOps transformation, and so. Forth. Uh, by the way, I'd, li I'd like to add one of her passions is shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Having yes. been on business, having been on business trips with Haley, I can tell you she loves to shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, Deepak, I think the first time I ever met you was in the Nordics. So oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> why, why don't Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? 
Well, I'm going to age myself here. Um, it was in the early 80s. Disco was in. Saturday Night Fever with John Travolta was a big hit movie. And uh, on campuses, working in computers was a, was a big thing. And, and I was a major in computer science. And uh, the Bell System, the phone company, came on campus. This was a year before my graduation, interviewed me and offered me a job. So I had a job lined up. Uh, before I could, before I was even graduated, uh, and in those days, you either worked on Unix systems or you worked on mainframes. And I got a job working on Z and working on IMS. And here we are, decades later. Uh, I'm still working on Z and IMS. So who would have thought a career came out of working with IMS and Z? So that's my background. I worked in all kinds of areas in IMS. I started off as an IMS client. Uh, worked for different companies, the phone company, as I mentioned, and the banks in New York. Um, and then finally, I ended up uh, working for IBM, uh, became an IMS level two person, and then moved on to working as a product manager uh, alongside uh, Haley. And you enjoy shopping, clearly. Haley does. <laughs> <laughs> So I find it, I find it very nice that that we have so two diverse um, introductions here because I think I think a lot of the customers today think that they can't get any any mainframe people anymore and that they can't attract young people. But but as Haley said, it is not just a, a new and recent thing that we can't find people. So also Haley, when you graduated, that was already the case that not everyone knew the mainframe, but but one could actually interest you for it. And I think I think that's also a strong message to the people out there that say, oh, but the universities are not actually educating mainframe people. That's okay. Just just make the people interested and they will they will just learn something new. Yeah. And I think the key point is there is IMS really fully support innovation, right? So we never stop looking into how we can leverage all this new technology in the industry and continue to making sure that IMS could be part of it, right? So I think that is the the key part that really keep me staying in an IMS for that many years is, you know, the the IBM and IMS support in terms of innovating the Z platform. So so for me it's day to day day-to-day -day job, I'm still working on the latest technology. So whether it's the product itself is mainframe or any other thing, it doesn't really matter. I think it's as long as we keep on innovating, work on the latest technology and and continue to help our customer to grow, I think that was the, the most important thing that really keep me, you know, working, you know, for IMS and you know building all these exciting products. Yeah, and as we are now also at the center of the hybrid cloud, as you said, many people still have IBM Z and many people still run the most important processes on it. So so how is it that we actually see the application transformation and the move into a hybrid cloud architecture from an IMS perspective? What are the important points for you here? Right. I, I would say from two perspectives, um, you know, number one is, as I mentioned, many of our clients has been investing you know, for many years uh, into IMS. So they have a lot of existing application uh, as well as data that running in IMS, running on the Z platform. So for us, number one priority is we want to make sure that whichever client or new technologies come in, they will be able to easily access the existing uh, transaction and data. That is the, you know, the core of the business application. So we have adopted, you know, the API economy, the API platform, 
uh, many years ago with the Zeus Connect technology. So now our customer will be able to use Zeus Connect to create APIs to access the existing IMS transaction and data, uh, vice versa. You know, you can also have an IMS application call out an API. So that is uh, one key, you know, I would say strategy and as well as a functionality that we build to ensure that IMS can still interact with the hybrid cloud platform because we can see many applicate new application being built today. It's not just a mainframe application running on the C platform, right? You need to make sure that your application can be, you know, calling, you know, other application outside the platforms. And API is such an important, you know, standard that we need to adhere. So I'm very happy to see the growth of API usage with many of our um, IMS customers. And every time that we talk to them, they were telling me, you know, we ex uh, doubled the workload from the API. It's just just so much easy to use with US Connect because you don't really have to do much coding, and you have to you know change your backend application. And here we go, we can help you to get uh, API uh, enablement. Uh, the second part about from the you know the transformation is how we can help our customer to make it easy to maintain and grow the existing application that's running inside IMS, right? So. In most of the workload that we, we see is, is traditional uh, programming language is being used, whether it's COBOL or PL1, that pretty much build uh, most of your application running in IMS or other C platform. Um, so as I say, you know, Java is pretty much a language. And when I first joined IMS and Java continues to be, you know, one of the, I would say the, the top enterprise programming language, right, for building enterprise application. Um, so IMS, again, has adopted Java uh, for many years, and, and IBM has done a lot of work, right, in terms of optimizing Java to make sure that Z platform is one of the most, you know, efficient platform for running Java. So we have seen a lot of success in terms of performance and just the ease of you and also the capability. So... So that's another area that is, is really interesting, that exciting that we have seen more and more customers adopting Java on the C platform. And many of them started with building new, you know, um, new business logic with Java and you know, with our Java interoperability with COBOL and so forth, they will be able to you know, interact with the existing uh, business logic and application. So you can have existing MPP application calling out a um, Java routines and white versus. So that's another really exciting areas that we have seen in terms of an application transformation from our clients. And Haley, I might add that that a lot of this stuff is being driven by clients. It's our clients that are coming out back to us and saying, hey, look, I've got this diverse IT infrastructure. Z is part of that. And, you know, can I out here come in to Z, grab my IMS data, um, and and so it's it's the clients that have been coming to us and, and asking for these capabilities. So uh, really, uh, it's it's something that the clients need and, and 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 want. So having a client write a Java program that comes in from say a distributed platform into Z, grabs IMS data, it, it seems to be the norm these days. Yeah, and I think I think Java is for me always very funny because I, th I think Java is a bit like the mainframe. So we as a mainframe, we've been around not just, as you said, for such a long time because we did 
always just one thing. We adopted the new cool things while also ignoring some other trends. And I feel Java sometimes is a bit like that. So so there there is no big reason to change away from Java because Java is adopting so many new trends and the language itself is evolving so much and is now very mature. So so that's why yeah. I think a lot of customers still love the, the, the Java stuff there. And uh, yeah. as you mentioned, we also make it easier to, to integrate Java workload with COBOL workload. I think one of the most recent things that we are working on is the 3164-bit integration and stuff like that. So so I think there's also something going on in, in IMS here to, to help Java uh, users to actually make it more, more, more transparent to them how to use Java also in IMS, is it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like as Deep had mentioned, um, we listen to our customers a lot, and because we want to make sure we build the right solution uh, for for the customers. And Java definitely is one of the the top area in terms of the application transformation. You know, because it's easy for customer to adopt. You know, getting you know new programmer right if they choose to modernize the application to Java, keeping that on the platform. You know, they, they can take advantage of, you know, co-location, you know, things will be running much easier and faster, uh, as well as they can still put API on top of it. So it's, it's kind of like a combo, you know, we're getting the best of the different technology and the solution. So it's, you know, to me, it's a really exciting to see our customer interest and continued growth uh, in, in both the API and also the Java adoption. Pretty cool. So, so why we now save also the investments of our customers by supporting new technology? How is it we actually interact or developers interact? So we are hosted close to some podcasts that are around DevOps. So, so what is the the perspective of the of the the application platform IMS when it comes to that? And maybe just a little hint: we had uh, Stuart Francis on uh, in a previous episode, and he already mentioned that you do also a lot of work with Ansible. So, so what's your perspective on that, Haley? Yeah, that, that is an other humongous growth in the area. I mean, the interest is um, is really great, right? So there are kind of two part of it, you know, from a DevOps perspective, right? As we see more and more clients really want to, you know, transform the application. They want to build more, you know, new applications or extend existing application and bring a new application developer on board as the most important thing, right? Uh, we want to ensure that we have a modern set of development tooling, right? Really geared towards the application developers, such that, you know, whether they are developing application for a mainframe or whether they're developing the application from the cloud, they should have exactly the same user experience. They should be able to given the the option and the choice for selecting their preferred application tooling. So, you know, probably there are other, you have heard from other podcasts that covers um, IBM has um, make available a, a fantastic suite of newer development tooling, right? You know, especially for the WAS, IBM for WASI offerings. And so IMS is definitely part of it, right? When you are building a, or modernizing or enhancing existing COBOL application, you'll be, you, you'll be able to use the WASI workspace or the WASI tooling that can actually run from your, you know, from a browser or, you know, as a plugin in the VS Code. So not only that you have all the kind of um, in-place development tooling, coding assistant that you can use on other modern languages, you can now have it on 
uh, your COBOL application, but also the integrated tooling for you know testing as well as the debugging as well. Um, one of the things that I you know even for myself I find it really exciting is you know from a let's say a, a VS Code you'll be able to debug a COBOL application and have it deploy and run in IMS and do kind of real time debugging and testing and that thing is just um, you know amazing to me is you don't really have to learn the green screen and ISPF and you'll be able to use a modern tooling to to develop right and and compile and deploy your application uh, just like any hybrid cloud application so that that's definitely one thing is IMS is part of the, the bigger IBM um, DevOps tooling solution uh, from the other end we also have uh, done a lot of work in terms of Ansible. This is more from an automation perspective. So Ansible is a, a very new solution, but we are really getting all in into it because automation is the heart of many of the enterprise right now in terms of transformation. So from the Ansible end, not only that we can help to you to do DevOps and stuff application delivery, you know, doing the pipeline work, uh, but we can also help with your day-to-day -day IMS activities. So the whole Ansible uh, solution for C is you can now be able to use the Ansible framework, right? The automation framework, uh, you know, writing Ansible playbook to help you to do your, you know, day-to-day -day tasks, you know, whether it's deploying application or working with other deployment uh, application tooling, uh, or actually utilizing some of the specific modules from Z or from IMS, right, to help you to maybe issuing, you know, IMS commands while working with the IMS catalog, you know, a lot of the sysproc activities as well now can be actually done, you know, you can now build Ansible Playbook instead of JCL to do some of the automation work. So that's definitely another really exciting area that we continue to see the growth. It's not only the runtime supporting the functionality from an application perspective, but also the other really important thing is how do you automating the processes, um, you know, get rid of all the you know manual tasks that you may have in your system and be able to leverage a a new modern automation language that can help you to easily bring your newer sysplot right on board in terms of managing your IMS environment uh, using Ansible and other you know, newer and you know, innovative technologies. And I think I think also when it comes to the system programmers, Deepak, there was one thing you mentioned that we try to also make IMS itself more consumable and try to minimize the number of specific knowledge like for example an assembler that people have to have is it exactly toby i mean you know for, i'll give you one example one of the things that we provide in ims is the ability for a client to customize ims to their needs and that customization is done by what we call exit routines. Basically, the, the, the client can code up some functionality and incorporate that into IMS, but it had to be written in assembler. Um, we've had requests lately from clients saying, listen, the, the old guy that used to know assembler is retiring now. Well, now we have these young people that are coming on. They don't necessarily know assembler. Uh, what can we do for them? And so we, we have now started at the lab this process of, of providing sort of a user interface. You just specify what you want to do and under the covers, we uh, just simply read that user interface and take care of it so that the client doesn't have to code assembler exit routines. So if you will, system uh, IMS for dummies, if you will, 
right? Very, very <laughs> simple stuff. Tell us what you want to do. Here's a user interface. You know, click on this radio button, check off this box, and then behind the scenes, we take care of it for you. And, and, and of course, as you heard Haley mention, uh, Ansible playbook, uh, automation versus JCL, submitting jobs. Uh, this is how we help the system programmer. And then the other thing that, that sort of straddles between the system programmer and the database administrator, if you will, is, is tooling that uses Eclipse-based tooling, for example, like IMS Explorer. Uh, so if you want, uh, if you're an IMS database administrator and you want to look at what an IMS database looks like, uh, what the structure of the database looks like. It's very easy. You just go in, you use IMS Explorer, and it gives you this nice pictorial view. You know, whereas in the old days, you had to run a JCL job and you had to get a printout, and then you had to look at that printout. Now we have this nice GUI interface using an Eclipse-based tooling. So the, so the whole idea is, look, IMS from day one has been its its DNA has been performance. To this day, it's unsurpassed in terms of performance. Uh, now the question is, how do we make it simpler? Uh, and 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 our motto has been easy peasy, right? Uh, even even uh, in in the database modernization area, uh, we now provide DDL, right? So the new DBAs that are coming on board, everybody speaks DDL. My grandmother from India could do DDL, right? Uh, SQL is in, if you will. Uh, and so rather than having folks learn these proprietary IMS ways of doing DBD gens, PSB gens to, to define schemas, you know, you don't have to do that. You can, you can get on IMS Explorer, you can submit DDL, and voila, you're done. Uh, if you want to take a look at what's in your database, uh, you don't have to go run jobs. You can just simply simply submit SQL uh, and 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 take a look at uh, what's going on in your IMS database. the The other thing I'd like to add is, in terms of modernization from a database uh, perspective, is that that IMS now has a has a catalog, right? Uh, the relational databases like DB2 have had a catalog since day one. Uh, we uh, for the last decade or so, have now introduced an IMS catalog. The catalog is is what we refer to as the no outage catalog, right? So whether you're migrating to a new version of IMS uh, or otherwise, the catalog does not have to change. It's it's release independent and it doesn't require an outage. Um, so so that was a key thing. That was a key thing that we learned from other DBMSs that have catalog, that we want to make sure that the catalog simplifies the database administrator's life. The other thing that the catalog does is if you've got tools that allow JDBC access to, to databases, uh, you can use them with IMS. You know, take our JDBC drivers, drop them in the appropriate folder, and boom, uh, within minutes now, you're able to use that tool to do ETL, X, extract, transform, load. So these are some of the things that, 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 that we're doing in the area of modernization, both from a systems perspective and from a database perspective. Amazing. I, I also sometimes joke with, with, um, with students because they these days say, of course, our oh, SQL, that's all old and, and uh, boring. We now have NoSQL databases. We always say, ah, that's nothing fancy and new. We have one of the oldest around. Uh, that's right. And it's called IMS, is it? That's right. That's right. I, you know, this is a NoSQL database, if you will. Um, yeah. And it's been around since the late 60s. 
and and now you can do both NoSQL and SQL access to this database. Uh, I really believe that in IT's history, uh, this is an amazing database system in, in that regard. But, the, you know, uh, one thing we, we didn't mention in all of this stuff, and I think it's important for, for clients to be clear on, that IMS is actually two products. It's a transaction manager, like Kix is a transaction manager, and it's a database manager. So, so yeah, uh, all of this uh, effort of, of modernizing IMS has been in both the transaction manager aspect and the database manager aspect. Cool. Yeah, I think I think that's also a good thing to mention because I think especially when I started, that wasn't straightly clear to me. So so it is actually two things, as you said. Yeah, good to know. And I think when I look at the, at the clock, we are already late, are we, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> But we've had a lot of interesting content, so that's that's a good thing. I think it's time to bring this to a close. I'd like to extend extreme thanks to Haley and Deepak for joining us today and giving us a lowdown on IMS. It's been around quite a long time, but it's clearly moving with the times and it's well-placed to take you into your hybrid cloud infrastructure. So Haley, Deepak, thanks so much for joining us. Nick, Toby, thank you very much. This was a pleasure. Thank you very much. He's very happy to get this opportunity. And this and many other podcasts can be found on our podcast site. It's ibm.biz forward slash Z podcasts. And you'll find other DevOps or application development podcasts there, as well as these uh, application platform talks. Now, this was a really interesting podcast. Please give us feedback on it. If there's further points that you'd like a deeper dive on or something, I'm sure we can persuade Haley and Deepak to come back for another podcast. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.